Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your... This is Bronson Arroyo from the Cincinnati Reds, and you're listening to Craft Brewed Sports with Scott and Mike. Hey, everybody, what is up? Welcome to another edition of Craft Brewed Sports. It feels so good to be back right now. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is Scott. What's going on, man? Nah, it's okay. All right, cool. Uh, the man behind the computer, <laughs> the man behind the new computer, over there spilling drinks already on it is Joe. Joe? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Our first call out to be back. Uh, yeah, well, you know, pick up right where we left off. Uh, it is so awesome to be back on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Shout out 12 Ounce for bringing us back on. Uh, super pumped to be back. Uh, looking forward to talking all kinds of shit to everybody on the network. We're, we're coming in. We're coming in hot. Uh, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to share the show. We got a ton of stuff. <laughs> ah, the first DJ Airhorn back on Twelve Ounce. Uh, we got a ton of stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, crazy high school players. Catch up with. High school player hazing. That story is bananas. There's some feel good beer stories. Coming Dude, up. when we left. 
fries, a single serving, was more than six. We come back, and all of a sudden, a single serving of fries is six fries. What the hell happened? That's bananas. That's Fucking absolutely a. bananas. <laughs> We've got all sorts of shit to catch We're going to get in on the, on the fry talk later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, like I said, be sure to share the show. Help us out. Uh, let's not waste any time, man. Let's pick up right into it. Motherfucker of the week. And m- one of my nominees, if there had to be one for every single time we put him in, A-Rod. A-Rod's back in the news. Yeah. Why? Because he is teaming up with Barstool Sports for a business podcast? <laughs> yeah, the the guy who is notoriously, I guess, kind of, the more that I think about it, he's savvy in business. He stole millions from m- multiple MLB teams <laughs> while he was cheating and uh, proving to be uh, enhancing his abilities, making him better than he was, and made millions off of them. So I guess he's kind of smart. So if it's a <laughs> podcast about how to steal money from your employers, he's good to go. But he's a motherfucker for uh, having a podcast <laughs> to talk about business. I love how upset you are that Ale- how dare Alex Rodriguez know something about business? He doesn't know shit about business. <laughs> That's the point. Uh, all right. The other option for motherfucker of the week this week is uh, another known steroid user, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> uh, and Lance is in it this week because uh, uh, literally just today on the Today Show, this just happened, he was on the Today Show complaining that Alex Rodriguez is treated better than he is. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm a social pariah, and Alex Rodriguez gets podcasts on Barstool and shit. <laughs> and uh, he ended up saying something to the effect of, did Alex Rodriguez... Uh, Raise a billion dollars to save lives. <laughs> Referring, of course, to the, the Livestrong right. campaign and the yellow bracelets that everybody wore forever uh, until they realized he was a cheater. And then everybody was like, mm, nothing worse yoink, than, nothing worse than right steroid guys saying, yeah, well, his steroids were worse than mine. <laughs> uh, those are your options for Motherfucker of the Week. Two steroid users. Uh, Both motherfuckers in their own right. I really don't know who I'm going to pick in this one. Because uh, they are both motherfuckers. I, I almost think it's more of a motherfucker thing to complain about some how, how somebody else really is being motherfuckerish. Yeah, like, it's, it's just <laughs> it's it's kind of a bitch move. <laughs> there it is. God, yeah, I love it. Uh, I don't know why it's only playing through one side. Sorry, everybody. We'll that. get that figured out um, eventually. Uh, probably not tonight. You're just going to hear it a lot tonight uh, on one side. But it'll be <laughs> fine. It's, it's all good. Uh, we're at least here. Also, the phone lines are going to be open tonight after Upper Deck. <gasps> the return of the drunk it's been Look, we're just going all in. We got this new setup. We're going all in. The, the phone lines are getting opened up. Uh, as soon as we finish up Upper Deck, 440-37-DRUNK. We got a lot of stuff we want to talk about. You guys, I'm sure, have a lot that you want to say. It's been two weeks since we've been on the air, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, let's get into our beer of the week this week. Um, and this week's beer is one that uh, Robert Taylor, a uh, good friend of the show, recommended. Uh, he also got this one through Tavor. This is Denver Beer Company's Graham Cracker Porter. Uh, they say this tastes like uh, a campfire in a glass is exactly how they describe this. It's a 5.6% ABV beer uh, from Denver Beer Company. Uh, they say there's notes of vanilla. Smoked cedar, mulling spices, and chocolate. I need to know what one a, a, a mulling spice is. What, mm. what in the hell is a mulling spice? I don't know, but I tasted it. I just tasted it. That was, that's what that tasted. <laughs> is that I was what like, that what is? Is? Oh, that's a mulling spice. Mulling okay. spice. Yeah, right. yeah. Then mulling spices. 
Um, decent ratings on this one. 3.79 caps on untapped, 75 on rate beer. Here's what's interesting. As I read through this description, no mention anywhere of marshmallow. Uh, yeah, but if, if you're you going to talk about graham cracker porter, but if you look at the can, it says pair with tents and s'mores. So I guess you got to bring the chocolate, the B-Y-O-M. actual chocolate. Yeah. And bring your marshmallows. <laughs> Cause I mean, in the description, it's, you know, obviously the name is graham cracker. So you suggest that suggests that's that that's there. And it says it's got the chocolate. So I guess they just were like, oops, oh, bring your own marshmallows. Ah, I knew we were forgetting something in this. Yeah. I mean, granted, this isn't a s'more beer. It is a graham right. reporter. Um, well, we've discussed before how uh, we've had other beers that claim to have marshmallow flavor, and that's the one that gets left on the cutting room floor. It never makes it in. There's one underneath the bar that we're going to be having very soon here that our good friend Tyson got for us. And we're going to find out. is advertised as a marshmallow beer. Mm-hmm. Smorty. We'll see. Uh, I don't I'm, I've got high hopes for that one. I'm trying to temper my excitement. But anyways, let's talk about this beer. Decent ratings, 3.79 caps on untapped, 75 on rape beer. I don't taste any graham cracker whatsoever. Tastes like a porter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not, it's a good porter. It tastes like a very good porter. Uh, I mean, there's definitely the the chocolates there. Um, Yeah. I'm assuming the mulling spices. Lots of mulling spices. Because there's, there's things I can't identify outside Lots of the chocolate, so it must be the, the mulling. All the mulling spices. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, you know, smoked <laughs> cedar, that's not a flavor that <laughs> high, or, you know, is, is prominent on the palate, so <laughs> I, I guess that's there. But yeah, I mean, it, it tastes like a really solid hey, you know when you mix up the fire and like the smoke blows in your face? That's what this beer <laughs> tastes like. What a shitty selling point. Like, What's <laughs> funny is there is a Sam Adams beer from a couple years ago that does taste like that. Dude, there's a lot of whiskeys that are like that. It They're, literally tastes like they, you're like, the, the smell that sticks yeah. on your clothes the day after. Have you ever had a peated whiskey? I have not. Peated whiskeys, that's what they do. It's like, this is a smoky, you, you cough a little bit when you taste <laughs> it, because it's like, oh my god, did yeah. I just swallow smoke? No, you just, it's weird. Um, oh, I just realized our camera angles are flipped. This is super weird. It looks like we're back to back on the live feed. <laughs> oh, that is weird. Uh, yeah, you know, two weeks off, new system. We'll get it. I'm get trying to figure it. out why. If my... that's the worst thing that happens, I'm I'm totally cool with it. Wait, Joe, before we get it out of beer of the week, uh, you took a little sip. You're not a Porter fan. What do you think of this one? I don't taste anything except Porter. <laughs> I mean, that's the overwhelming flavor right now is Porter. Mm-hmm. And we were wondering um, if as this one kind of warms up a little bit, maybe we'll get more of those flavors. We have had that recently where yeah. a beer was kind of disappointing right out of the gates just on flavor profile alone. And then as it warmed up and got more close to room temperature, too cold. It's yeah, too cold. Th- those, those flavors start to come out. So uh, we literally will have to see how this one holds up. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I know we joke a lot about that, but we're going to have to. Thank you, Joe. Uh, All right. Shall we get into Upper Deck? Yeah, sure. All right. I'm, I'm okay with that. And Upper Deck, as a reminder, as always, is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. And they're owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes or sports fans just like all of you. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty all the time, every time. If someone's got a better price, they will tell you straight up. But don't think of Minuteman just as a sport or concert ticket outlet. They'll help you out with tickets to any event you want. They'll even sell tickets for you. And college football's here. College basketball's here. So be sure to hit up Minuteman for all of your Ohio State football ticketing needs. 
college football was here, was but here, it's kind yeah. of gone. But basketball is. Uh, but anyway, go like them point. on Facebook. <laughs> go like them on Facebook. They do weekly giveaways with merchandise, concert apparel, sports apparel, and obviously plenty of tickets. Still bowl season. It's still college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's still <laughs> Check them out at MinutemanTickets.com. Give them a call. 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees. That's 614-943-3000. So we're going a little old school to start off a, a yeah. deck, and I like this because this is uh, this is our NBA prime right ish right, but this was right at or this is kind of at the fading and back end of the the Jordan era. Um, but the anybody remember the Jailblazers? That was when Scotty, in fact, speaking of Jordan, <laughs> made his way to the Trailblazers and was part of that team with like Damon Stoudemire and. Crazy ass Isaiah Ryder and uh, all of them. Uh, that was when Sheed was there. Uh, well, there's a book being uh, that's about to come out or might have already been released. Not quite sure. Um, it details the the Jailblazers, the three different sections, uh, d- different head coaches there for the uh, the Jailblazers, uh, written by Kerry Eggers. And uh, there was an excerpt that uh, Sports Illustrated posted this week by uh, one of the flight attendants on the team plane. Uh, Stephanie, where the hell is her name here? <laughs> Stephanie something or another. <laughs> Stephanie something or another was, she was the flight attendant on the plane, and so she had all sorts of info, and basically it was just as nuts as you would come to expect by, you know, a team that was known for doing all sorts of ridiculous things both on and off the court. Um, there would be $30,000, uh, card games going on. Uh, weed was found multiple times on the plane. What? Yeah. Clutch my pearls. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> big shocker there. Um, another big shocker, I, I, Isaiah Ryder was a crazy asshole, as was later found out, you know, when he was out there choking people and whatnot, <laughs> when he wasn't on the court. Um, one of my favorite stories, though, comes from Scotty. Um, the This flight attendant was very unaware of groupies and women showing up at hotels and whatnot um so one time when they went to uh they landed at a hotel and they're getting in and it was super late so she was wondering why uh there were so many women in the in the lobby (laughs) what's going on here and uh scotty had to inform her that uh they were quote hoochie mamas (laughs) Straight out of the the '90s vernacular with the the hoochie mamas. <laughs> nothing nothing shows your age like the use of the phrase hoochie mamas. But yeah, just all kinds of ridiculousness going on with the jailblazers, and it's like exactly what you would think that it would go on. Uh, another funny excerpt part in there was that these guys, while playing $30,000 hand card games, uh, different varieties, uh, they would, you know, play these with, like, reckless abandon, be on the plane all night doing this. Thing. But she said if they lost $100, they would flip their shit and have to search, <laughs> make everybody drop where they are doing to search the plane to find this $100. <laughs> I can't imagine risking, you know, a grand or 30 grand on any hand of any type of card game. I can't imagine risking 30 grand on anything. But like, I can totally relate to losing $100 and wanting to flip shit. $5 I'm like <laughs> where who took my $5? Nobody move. Where'd Lincoln go? Come on. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to have to check out uh, more stuff from this book because like, just the sections they had, very funny stuff. Speaking of Scotty, bonus uh, little tidbit for you. Did you see the thing that came out today or this week about Scotty shooting his shot with Rachel Nichols? 
No. <laughs> what? Scotty, fresh off his divorce, like just happened. Rachel Nichols put up a post on Instagram of like her high heels with some leg showing, and Scotty just eye bulging emoji like commented on it. <laughs> Scotty's a man. <laughs> What's up, girl? I see them calves. Oh man, that's classic. <laughs> Do you, Scotty? Do you? When you're not with the hoochie mamas, try to get with Rachel. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, a little story from high school football. There were 10 high school players in Illinois that were suspended for three games at the end of their season, including the state championship game. Uh, so the reason why they were suspended, it came out that they were participating in uh, a hazing ritual, basically, mm-hmm. where they had to take an Oreo, stick it between their butt cheeks, <laughs> and run across the football field. <laughs> So they were charged with indecent exposure uh, because... Which is the least... You're, well, you're out in public naked. No, no, right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's the least offensive part of that story is right, them being naked. Right. <laughs> uh, so they were they were uh, suspended for three games. Their team ended up losing the state championship, which that's got to be a terrible thing when you're like 40 years old reliving your glory days and your kid's like, Dad, you played football, didn't you? Did you ever win a state championship? Well, son, no. I, I in fact uh, missed. I didn't play. Daddy didn't play. Uh, and also, <laughs> don't put Oreos in your butt. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know how I feel really bad about this story because I just can't ever catch a break. No, 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 no. Oreos fine. Nabisco as a company, they're doing great. They will always be doing great. But second place as usual. No mention. Always taking the the stepchild role to Oreo. Hydrox. <laughs> Hydrox was first. Hydrox was the original sandwich cookie, and they can't even catch a break. You, they don't. You, these players didn't even want Hydrox in their asses. Hydrox is like, man, this is some shit. So here's the here's my question about this whole thing: running through with the the Oreo in your butt. That's one thing. Did they make them eat it afterwards? Like that's what I gotta know. Well, that to me is the part where it becomes hazing. Just the that's a weird running thing through, to do. Yeah, running through with an Oreo in your butt. It's like, uh, all right. Thanks, yeah, man. like weird, you guys are okay. really, really weird about your <laughs> hazing practices. But yeah, if they're like, okay, now you got to eat it. That's the part where I'm like, all right, guys. Yep, you deserve whatever happened. Can't be eating butt you Oreos. You deserve to be suspended right. for eating butt Oreos. Joe, you played some some college athletics. Uh, did you ever go through a, a hazing ritual like that? No, we didn't have any. Honestly, we didn't. <laughs> really? Any Oreos or any hazing rituals? None. Either. Oh, Nothing. that's so disappointing. I really was hoping you were going to have some really good stories there, but... Um, no, sorry. Okay, moving on then. Cool. Thanks, Joe. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he just said no because his dad's watching right now. Fair enough. We'll get him off air. We'll find out the real truth. It was Chips Ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> no sandwich cookies for them. Lay's potato chips. Ooh. <laughs> A little salty and savory with it. It's not the sweet route. But you can't eat just one. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, moving on. Uh, so this, this fan, which this guy is really weird to me. So he's a a Packers fan, a huge Packers fan, but he holds season tickets to both the Packers and the Bears. Hmm, That makes sense. That's not weird at all. Division rivals, uh, you know, very close in proximity. So, you know, kind of had the regional rivalry thing going on too. Uh, well, uh, two years ago, 
or maybe actually last year, um, he was trying to get on the sidelines at a Bears game at Soldier Field, and uh, a, he was trying to get on the sidelines with his Packers gear on. And the Packer or the Bears were like, mm, "No, bro, you're not allowed to do that. We're, we're not going to let you be on the sidelines." And he's like, "Well, why not? You know, I, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to wear my Packers, you know, gear on the sidelines. I have Which season makes tickets a point. to the Bears. Yeah, it yeah. makes a very good point. Like you yeah. should be able to wear whatever you want." But Bears denied him, uh, and so he decided he would do whatever good American does, and he'd sue. Sounds so reasonable. He filed a federal lawsuit in June of last year, saying that the Bears violated his First and Fourteenth Amendments by not <laughs> by not allowing him to wear his golden green during a pregame event on the sidelines of Chicago. Uh, he says that he wore the gear, and then I, without you know having purchased the t- or he had purchased the tickets multiplications through then. Um, he said that he couldn't, he wasn't allowed to, uh, then the judge was like, you know what, this can proceed. Uh, the case isn't close to a a resolution at all. It's still being worked out in the courts, but there's a Packers bears game coming up here soon. In fact, in week 15 again. Um, and so his legal team, um, petitioned the federal judge to get a temporary restraining order so that he was able to be on the sidelines in his Packers gear. Uh, you know, I don't really get this one because, again, I don't know how you could be the fan of a team and have two different season ticket. I mean, first of all, options. that's super expensive. Yes, and uh, I mean, there's definitely times where both are at home, so you just is one just an investment opportunity, and you're just selling the the tickets. Because I feel like if that's the case, I would just sell the Packers tickets constantly because you can make bank on that for sure. Even when they're shitty, it's like, nah, there's enough dummies up here waiting to see right <laughs> but i just don't understand buying two different season ticket packages and and i you know and i i do in his defense i don't understand why the bears are you know stiff arming him from doing this like, it's because you know, they don't want they don't want that on tv they don't want to see a guy well this was a pre-game on the field. this was a pre-game event though that he they were saying he couldn't do it to which i know there would still be thing but right. there's still cameras there's, there's still yeah. video and what are they going to do you know deny every packers fan who tries to come in the stadium the right to wear their <laughs> gear because i mean every time the state or you know every time the cameras pan across the crowd or get crowd shots it's not as if it's all bears right. gear cut, so cut I mean, that guy cut cut right yeah you can't really regulate <laughs> get that this. asshole out of here <laughs> you know <laughs> I, it seems really weird, but it also seems weird that you can sue for something like that. I, I had to look up the 14th Amendment because I was like, "How? what is that? Yeah, which What's, one is that? Uh, 14th Amendment is no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. That's sure, one of those forgotten amendments. That's the loosest translation of this, too, of like, right. they told me I couldn't wear this in here you are denying my right the state is denying my right to whatever um okay that's i swear that that's i feel like we've done that story but like i said in the group chat before maybe we, we just had an initial lawsuit cut it yeah no, or we, we could have yeah. we, we might have talked about the initial lawsuit since this was last year that he filed so it. weird man yeah all right, well, let's uh, let's do a little college football story here. So the playoffs are set. Um, the committee had some tough choices to determine those top four teams. Coaches around the country had to fill out their meaningless coaches poll. Uh, they like they do it every week. Literally, all it does now is drive clicks because it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's not yeah. factored into any rating, whatever. Anyways, um, Alabama, unsurprisingly, came in at nearly a unanimous number one. Mm. There were only two coaches in all of FBS that did not vote for Alabama. 
One was Pat Narduzzi, the uh, coach at Pitt. Okay. He voted for Clemson, and obviously after Pitt just took an ass-whooping to Clemson, he was like, yeah, they're the best team. Uh, <laughs> Reasons he that? Good Lord. Hey, they are really good. Can't imagine anybody beating her ass that bad. Uh, so he voted for, uh, for Clemson. The other coach to vote for Clemson is number one. None other. Motherfucker of the week. Hall of Fame. First ballot inductee. Nick Saban. Uh, Saban avoided the rat poison and decided to put his team at number two. Like, I guess to drum up bulletin board material for his guys. Like, Cause that'll really I teach him. I don't even think you guys are number one. I think they're better than you. Okay, Wait, cool. And who did he, who did he vote for? Number one? Clemson. He did. Okay. Yeah, so Clemson, he did number Clemson. one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Clemson. Yeah. Clemson had two votes for, for number one. <laughs> Pat Narduzzi <laughs> and Nick Saban. Such a dude. Such an asshole. And if that's the, if you're going to motivate guys, Put Oklahoma up there. Be like they're there. Like at least put yourself three. I, put yourself lower than two if you're trying to say. Yeah, well, like, you know, you guys aren't as good as multiple other teams. I see multiple other right. Teams. You know, what would be really funny is if he voted. Who was it that they struggled with and they went into halftime only? Citadel. Up, yeah. Citadel. If you put Citadel above them, <laughs> that would be. Like, hey, Citadel's better than you Look, guys. They were better than you for a half. For well, an entire least half. Of at least tied. They were better than you. Um, Wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I just, it I would be, no, what I, what I just, I said, at least for half, they were better than you tied. tied. I'm a fucking idiot, is <laughs> what I'm trying to say, is I'm an idiot. Well, yes. Um, yeah, so there you go. Nick Saban, just staying on that Nick Saban. Being Nick Saban. He's just on brand all the time. Just always Nick Saban. Oh, God, I wish I you would take a day so off for, from it. That's what I want, like, just one time I want, because, all right, here's what I can't process in my head. He's such a he seems like such a douchebag. How do you go into a player's living room and sit down and be like, "Come play for me cuz I'll well, I'll take care of you." It's you, like, "No, you're, you're hitting a on, cocksucker." Uh, <laughs> you're hitting on something I was thinking while you were reading the initial story was, "You know what I want? I want for this to start costing him recruits. I want for guys to just right. be like, "Yeah, I don't really vibe with all the the crap you yeah, do, this like all old, the, the mind games yeah, this and all old that curmudgeon stuff. Or, um, yeah, we're never good enough. And I want Fuck the, you, the, man. the recruits to come out and say it too, like, "Yeah, I was totally good. I had Alabama in my top three, and then I'm just like, "Nah, that guy's too much of a douche. I'm not going there." I went to I went to Clemson because Bill dances in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old Bill. All right, well, moving on. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, who just signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs for the rest of the season. Uh, he's been disappointing as all hell since he came into the NFL. Sorry, Scott said he should have put UCF number one just to really troll Ooh, people. That would have been good. That, that would have been, been funny. Been, I like really that. Good. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> all right, sorry. Now, anyway, Kelvin Benjamin was cut, and he's been just a shit show since he came to the NFL. Uh, actually, his rookie year was pretty decent when he was yeah. with Carolina. Carolina drafted him in the first round out of FSU. Um, he was one of those guys who all the talent in the world, but kind of fat. Kind of had a little bit of a weight <laughs> issue. And as the, if anybody was like, hey, there's an issue with Kelvin Benjamin, it's, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but we also think it's because he can't push away from the dinner table. Like it, he could be quicker, but he just chooses he's, not to be. He's just kind of fat. Well, that got him cut in Carolina, just being disappointing after his rookie year. He was, didn't really do much. And then obviously this year, uh, there was the whole midfield beef with Cam Newton, right. uh, where he got shoved aside. Um, and the Bills, who need all the talent they can get. They just 
the Bills are very soily lacking for any type of talent across the board. They're not about to cut anybody who's any good. And they said, Kevin Benjamin, you got to go. Uh, no time for him. Uh, well, if that wasn't bad enough, once the NFL's Instagram account posted the story of the Bills cutting Kevin Benjamin, a, a user by the name of CP Whitecollar commented, quote, Breaking news, at Wendy's signs Kelvin Benjamin, end quote. <laughs> and our favorite social media account of all time and all over the internet, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, whatever, at Wendy's, responded almost immediately. In their usual savage fashion, they just hit this dude with a straight quote, nah, end quote. <laughs> Wendy's is undefeated when it comes to social media. <laughs> they kill it. They just, nope. Not even Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin, not even good enough to work at Wendy's. Like, damn. It's so hard. I'm guessing that that news probably never made it to Kelvin Benjamin, but could you imagine? No, this definitely made it to him. Are you kidding me? Mm, I don't know. There's been, dude, that's been retweeted so many times. That's been yeah, but it's one of those random things that if you're Calvin Benjamin, like how do don't you matter. find out about it? He's probably got He's like a Googling Google himself. alert. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't even have to Google himself. He's got a Google alert for his name, so every time his name pops up, he gets an email. It's like Calvin Benjamin oh, was man, savaged by Wendy's. Shit. He's like, what the fuck did that just say? Although it would be <laughs> funny if he comes out, has a big week for his first week with the Chiefs, and he's like. Yeah, I just want to shout out Wendy's for motivating me this week. I'm coming for you. Every every game for the rest of the season is dedicated to fucking up As Wendy's. He's eating a Burger King right. Whopper. Yeah. yeah. Getting fatter off Burger King. But yeah, so this week, Wendy's continues to be savage, Nick's, and their target was Nick Benjamin. Saban's in the locker room like, mm, how do I get Wendy's to talk shit about us? Oh. <laughs> you know he, he, he stays up at if night. I can figure out how to get Wendy's to tweet about us. Why don't I just get these guys? I just want to avoid the rat poison. <laughs> We're going to win all the national championships <laughs> if I can get Wendy's to talk shit about our team. All right, let's get out of Upper Deck with uh, two quick, really cool beer stories. Uh, the beer community just continues to be really awesome people. Like everybody that we've met in the beer community yeah. seems to be super cool dudes and, and ladies, just awesome people all around. So here's two examples of that. Um, as a way to eliminate food waste, Kellogg's is actually partnering with Seven Brothers Brewing and they are taking cornflakes that don't make it into the box. They don't pass quality control. Mm -hmm. They're either too small or too big or they're burn or whatever the case may be. Which they can give me the too big ones. Yeah, why is that? This cornflake is too large. (laughs) I'll take them. People don't want this big of a corn. And also... (laughs) What a problem. (laughs) Like the small ones... all those stock boys are just throwing those boxes everywhere. The, the shit's all busted up anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, when I get cornflakes corn at like, the bottom of the bag, the, yeah. I, I'm like, you know what? I want a refund for all of these they two should, small cornflakes. They should put bigger cornflakes in there so that when they get smashed up, they, they turn into normal size, size cornflakes. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, a good, that's a good point. I mean, I'm you just saying. for Kellogg. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. I'm trying at Kellogg. And, <laughs> and I'll go work for Hydrox. I got to boost their profile. <laughs> Uh, Look, anyway. we gotta go get cookies and asses here. <laughs> I won't stop until we're the number one cookie and every ass in this country. When people think cookies and ass, they want they better think Hydrox. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, Kellogg is uh, partnering with Seven Brothers Brewing, giving them all these leftover cornflakes, and uh, Seven Brothers is brewing a beer with it. Throwaway IPA is the name of it where they are basically taking those Kellogg's, smashing them down even further, and then making them part of like the wheat mixture. So it's going to be like 30% Kellogg's cornflakes, 70% wheat grain that they put into the formula. Uh, really cool idea to just so get question, rid of. 
How do you drink this beer? Do you sprinkle a little sugar on it? Do you put you chop up some bananas and put it in? I mean, no, no bananas, just sugar, just sugar, sugar? straight sugar. See, I'm I'm an old man, so I just eat my cornflakes regular. So I just drink this beer straight. What are you doing? I I am such an old man. Yeah, you are. I don't want any sugar. Then I take some prune juice and (laughs) that with it. Just gotta stay regular. (laughs) (laughs) I go my morning constitution. Just. Yeah, that's I. I admit it. I'm I'm very old when it comes to my cereal. Uh, the other cool beer story from this week. It's actually from last week. This this one uh, caught traction, but we weren't here. But it's too good not to share. Sierra Nevada Brewing out in California. Uh, obviously, a lot of people out in California have been affected by the campfire uh, wildfires that are out there. Um, not so, to cut you go off. Ahead. No, yeah. Let's... Sh- should he said that Kevin Benjamin should reply to Wendy's with an "Okay, cool, hook him." <laughs> <laughs> That was beer almost out the nose. <laughs> that would be a well pretty good response. That would be pretty good. That should be the response to, for everything it's from now It's true. On. Okay, cool. Hook him. Anytime the president <laughs> tweets at anybody, any of these people that he's like shitting on, okay, cool. Hook him. <laughs> that would be fantastic. If senators and people that had, like he, he got angry with, or even foreign countries, okay, cool. Hook him. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi tweeting, <laughs> okay, cool, welcome. I can't, but it would be priceless. <laughs> oh, shit, that would be funny shit. Uh, well, anyways, Sierra Nevada is brewing a, uh, they decided to, to do what breweries do best when there's tragedy, they, they brew beer, and they were donating a portion of their beer to these victims of the wildfires out in California, and they decided to make the recipe available to anybody, so they invited all these breweries to join in you can brew the recipe you can get discounts on them uh, like on the hops and the barley that's used to make it mm-hmm. um, and then if you brewed that as long as you gave a portion to these uh, these survivors then you're welcome to do it and sell whatever um, at this point there are over a thousand breweries that have joined this cause and they've also made it available to the public, so there's a bunch of home brewers that are going to be making this as That's well. That's the coolest part. I think. Unbelievable story. Yeah. I think it's so cool that they did this. I'd love to see craft beer, um, craft beer, the community come together and, and help people out. Uh, weird story. I know it's kind of it's always weird when we do like nice stories in Upper Deck. Right. But it's like yeah, Oreos in the butt, and here's people helping people. <laughs> it's just a very weird yin and yang for our show, but. <laughs> I just like how you said it though. Hey, where is the <laughs> And helping victims of fires. Joe's so disappointed that I even said that. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's uh, that's really cool. Is hearing about it. So if you see that beer anywhere, and I don't have the name of it in front of me, what the beer is? It they said it'll be available in like January, February. Uh, that beer will actually be available to to purchase. We got to find some of it. Yep, I want to do it on the show yep. uh, for no sure. Um, so this has been Upper Deck, brought to you as always by Miniman Tickets and by Hydrox. Oh, you did it! Yes, yeah, you read my mind. Yes, I was totally going to say Hydrox. <laughs> <laughs> they called us during Upper Deck, like sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. This is the most to- anybody's talking about Hydrax ever. Dude, let's reach out because they might really sponsor. They might For be like, real, though. yeah, we we haven't spent marketing dollars ever. Like, we will totally. We and gotta, I will totally eat dump. some Hydrox in the show. The Hydrox can be the official <laughs> sandwich cookie of Crawford Sports if they want to pay. I feel like a punishment is going to be doing an entire show with a Hydrox cookie on the butt. <laughs> We gotta find Hydrox first. <laughs> Can't even remember the last time I saw Hydrox. We gotta check Aldi. It's gotta be at Aldi, right? Yeah, probably. Probably. Although Aldi. they probably just have their own generic. That's true. Version they've of just got. Oreo yeah, cookies. they've just got Aldios. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You can you can get a package of Hydrox cookies on eBay 
for $35. Whoa. What? That's are why they, they're number two. Are they gone? <laughs> like, are they discontinued? Well, that's what I'm saying. They they're not, exist? you can't find them. Like, nobody really carries Hydrox. Is I Hydrox, seen, like, Surge now? Like, you, I it's don't know if, gone. I don't and, know if it's like that. I don't know that it's like, I think it's just very limited to where you can find it. I haven't seen Hydrox regularly since we were kids. I mean, I used to see them on the shelves in the Oreos, and I thought they this were the bananas. generic Oreos, but... <laughs> Should we talk about uh, fries and six? It was discontinued sure. in 1999. <laughs> wow. Well, there you have it. We're such old men. Wow. We're, we're the oldest of dudes talking uh, just, about a cookie that got uh, discontinued <laughs> 20 years ago almost. <laughs> Joe wasn't even born yet when I trucks went off Holy the Holy shit. I was born in 92. <laughs> Shit. Joe, uh, why don't you go ahead and turn that slider up? Let's open up the phone lines for the first time in a long time. 440-37-DRUNK. You guys can call in. Uh, you can talk about Hydrox if you want. <laughs> if you want to talk about this bullshit that fries are a serving of fries is only six fries. That's insane. Ridiculous. Or we can talk some college football playoffs. We, could do, we could do that. <laughs> so it's set. The field is set. Bama versus Oklahoma. Clemson versus Notre Dame. Scott, I'll ask you first. Did the committee get this right? Yep. Fair enough. Joe, I'm going to hit you with the Joe answer. Yep. yep. I mean, there was really, yep. to me, there was really no argument. I know it came down to the whole Oklahoma, Ohio State thing. That was the big, you know, question. But I, 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 think, they, that. I think they got it right. Look at that. Right off the bat. Craft up, Craft Sports, who's this? Robert from MMA to the Max. Hey, Whoa. what's up, Rob? How are you, bud? What's up, guys? How you doing? Did Good, you get man. your Calvin Benjamin jersey yet? <laughs> <laughs> I heard I they usually, were. I don't. I don't usually buy the jerseys of O linemen. I heard they were. Oh, <laughs> shit. I heard they were doing a trade in though. You could trade in your uh, your Hunt jersey for a Calvin Ooh. Benjamin jersey. Ooh. <laughs> just uh, even trade. What are you talking about? That Hunt jersey is enshrined on my wall. No, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Robert Taylor, a big uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan. He's had a rough week after the whole Kareem Hunt uh, story broke. Um, have you recovered from that newsman? Because you did not take that well at all. No, I didn't. And that's one of the reasons I want to call in. I wanted to, uh, you know, I was, I've been mulling over it all week and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to post something in the group, you know, and just, you know, this and that. I was like, you know, I'll just wait till the show. They're coming back. I figured I'll just do it publicly. Let everybody just do it, say what they got to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my main thing, man, that whole that whole situation, man. I, I look back on that. I'm completely embarrassed by uh, my actions in that in that thread. Uh, I, I, I spoke to Scott. I spoke to you like almost immediately after the whole situation, man. I that was uh, that was nuts, man. I'm uh, I don't condone what Kareem Hunt did at all. I just was in just complete shock and unable to process the whole thing, man. I went complete 100 percent homerism on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, don't beat yourself up too much because I think we've all at some point in time tried to rationalize things that our team has done uh, to the point where it's like, well, it's not that bad. Like, I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I get reminded daily in that Facebook group that Brian Kelly killed a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. and I, I know when it, when it happened, I was like, yeah, but the kid could have not gone up there. He could have said no, which is a fucking terrible thing to say. But, you know, we're sports fans, and you get clouded by, uh, by your, your fandom. So, yeah, I mean, as long I as you realize like, it, I, that's the important I thing. I trash Ray Rice for his thing. I trash Ruben Foster. You know, everybody, you know, uh, and then I'll, you know, Kareem Hunt. I'm like, 
<laughs> he didn't even kick her hard. I think that was an actual thing you said. <laughs> it, it was misinterpreted. It, he didn't hit her. He shoved her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I told you, Scott, immediately, like after everything started getting personal, it just turned into like, just, yeah, fuck y'all. And then just let my ego get the best of me. Like I was trying to convey a message. Might have been the wrong message, but I mean. Either way, it just I just kept digging my hole. <laughs> well, Mike and I were talking about it before the show too. It's just everybody's been there where you're arguing something, and about you know halfway through, you realize, all right, I'm wrong. But you know what? I'm just gonna double down and just keep digging in and keep going no matter what it is. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was on this topic. Yeah, not for you. the hill you want to die on, bro. <laughs> <Yeah. Not> the- <laughs> so that's that's just important. But I mean, I. I I've I've been there where I'm arguing something and I know oh my god I'm so wrong but I'm like you know what I can't I can't admit that I'm wrong so I'm just gonna keep going and f everybody and I'll just stop talking before I admit that I'm wrong and then you get so then later on you're just like all right I don't know why I went that far like, it's, so I, yeah, I understand I was, it. I was doubling down and I was like I'm walking away like yeah that'll show them <laughs> and then I, I look back and I'm like well. Bad. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's give you a chance to redeem yourself because uh, this MMA news came out this week. How do you feel about Greg Hardy Ugh. making his debut in the UFC? Uh, <laughs> man, like, here, here's my here's my thing with that. Like, I, if that's the UFC's call, if they want to sign him, that you know, that's their business. They do it. I'm going to buy a UFC pay-per-view regardless of who's on it. I mean, I just watch the sport, right? I'm not going to support Greg Hardy. I just just don't like the guy personally besides everything he did. He just doesn't come off as a good guy. Obviously, right. he's not. Right. Um, but I, I, the, the more troubling thing, and that's been sp- spoke about on the Internet everywhere, is uh, they're putting him on the card with Rachel, Rachel Ostevich, who just yeah. went through domestic violence with yes. her husband. Yeah. It, that's just, I mean, to me, the UFC should be fucking motherfucker week for that. <laughs> they almost they, were. They, I was yep. going to say, they were in consideration for it. Yeah, it's just so short-sighted. But no, I mean, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not I mean, if he, they want to sign him and if he turns out to be, you know, a star, good for them. He's not going to be my favorite. I'm not going to root for the guy. I mean, I'll, I'll pick him to win if I think he's going to win, but that's about as far as it's going to go. Right on. All right. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you calling. Uh, it was good to hear from you. I'm glad you came to the realization that what Kareem Hunt did was not, not okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that, that meme, that meme about, you know, where the guy's in bed saying, you know, <laughs> she must be thinking about other girls. And he's like, why didn't even kick her that hard? For the, for the first couple of days, I was, that was literally me. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to chuckle when I saw that. <laughs> uh, Robert, are you, guys, are you guys doing your show tonight? No, we're having some pretty gnarly weather activity yeah, out here. Crazy-ass rainstorm. So uh, internet keeps getting funky. So unfortunately, we're going to postpone it for tomorrow. All right, gotcha. All right, bud. Well, uh, everybody, be sure to tune in and check MMA to the Max. You can like them on Facebook and uh, catch that show tomorrow and usually Thursdays on Facebook. Uh, Robert, good hearing from you, bud. All right, take care, man. I'll get back to watching the show. All right, cheers, man. Enjoy Kevin Belgerman. Robert Taylor from MMA to the Max. Yeah, if you guys want to take part in ridiculous conversations like that, be sure to join our Facebook group. Uh, Uh, Craft Root Sports, uh, Beer Sports, and other random shit. I think is what. Just search for the Craft Root Sports group. You'll find it. You'll find it. Uh, And there are it's it's crazy in there. It gets a little ridiculous sometimes. (laughs) 
although in, in a fun way for the most part, that was one of the rare times that it got ridiculous in a serious way. Yeah. So, um, uh, all know, right, it happens, but let's talk. Good. Let's get back to these uh, college football playoffs. So, uh, you guys are good with the decision. You yep. didn't. You didn't think Ohio State deserved in Oklahoma. Oh, I over Oklahoma. I didn't think that. I, it was one of those where I actually would have thought they would have gotten it right either way. Like oh. if they would have taken Ohio State, I wouldn't have had an argument. I, mean, I thought o- Oklahoma and Ohio State were that close, and the arguments for each of them were strong enough that either way, I'd have been okay with it. I didn't think that it was egregious that. Oklahoma got in or that Ohio State got left out. I just found it weird that I hate whenever it comes down to like, oh, that's a worse loss. Like Ohio State had a worse loss than Oklahoma did when Oklahoma really didn't even have that great of wins. And it's like when you stacked up their resume. Right. It's so very strange to me that when that becomes the deciding factor. Right. um, No. So you guys are on the no UCF train. You guys are 100 percent on board with no UCF. No, 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 no. I am not 100 percent on that. I am saying I understand that under four why this happens. Okay. But oh oh dear God! I think that UCF. So they didn't be. get it right then. You well, <laughs> yeah, they didn't get it right if the format was correct. I mean, the format's not correct, so I you know it's whatever. But with the four that they chose and the way that they choose them, I don't have an argument with it. But I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, if it was me, yeah, at least after last year, you would think that they would give UCF the shot, like. You would think. Yeah, I mean, you would think. And so, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's that, that would be the only point of contention is if they if they had so much of an issue between those two where they couldn't really figure it out, it came to splitting go to hairs. The undefeated say, team. Go yeah. to the undefeated team that also got snubbed last year. Right, right. So, that's, that, yeah, I mean, that's that argument, I, I mean, definitely can be made. Right. Uh, so, Joe, you're, you're firmly in the no UCF camp. No, no, they did not be in. No, they are not in the floor. No, not at all. Man, not see, whatsoever. Not, not even a little bit should they have been in the floor. Okay, but what no. what makes you feel so confident about that? Uh, because the three people ahead of them also won, and then Georgia lost. So, but but the point being, should they have, should those three have even been ahead of them in the first yes. place? Should Ohio State and Oklahoma should should they have been ahead of UCF in the first place? Yes. But why? Why? They're better. I don't know. I don't know if you can make that call. I don't know how you can say they're better when. Why is UCF better than them? I, I so you don't know either. <laughs> so they shouldn't I mean, well be done. ahead. Well, that's a well. That's a well played uh, move on your part to just flip it right <laughs> exactly. back on me. They I'm lost their. To... They lost their starting quarterback to a very bad leg in- injury, and the two people ahead of them, three whatever, three people ahead of them won, and then Georgia moved into whatever seventh or whatever they occupied after they lost from four so there's no way they should have even been close to that top four spot see i don't know man i feel like if you're i don't know i'm i'm of the mindset that then make like, your case for them why should ucf be in the four because okay if let's look at it uh, compared to each one first of all ucf is undefeated uh and you may say they played a weaker schedule uh, i would argue that Oklahoma schedule was pretty shitty as well. When and not only that, Oklahoma also it took them to go to overtime to beat Army, and they gave up forty points to Kansas. So they are clearly not that great of a team, right? Um, counterpoint to that is going to be well, UCF gave up like fifty points to Memphis Ugh. and gave up fifty points. But they, if you're if again if it comes down to well, this they're both pretty close, then I give the edge to the undefeated team. Uh, and then when it comes to Ohio State, I would say that Ohio State, uh, 
yes, they had the big win against Michigan. Outside of that, I don't see any great win. Uh, Penn State. They had the Penn State win. Well, I, um, and I know you can't say, well, you give it to them, but I mean, the UCF thing for me, again, it goes back to, well, they got snubbed last year. So I kind of given them the nod for this year. And you can't, I don't, I feel like that's a slippery slope. To no, be I, like, I know. Oh, I know last year. You right. know, no, but I'm just saying if there's a, a, an extra argument for UCF, it's like, Hey, you guys also didn't like, if your argument last year was, man, you're not really caught. We're like, we did it again. And right. you know, that, that a lot of times gets rewarded when it's like a judgment based thing. I think where it's the like, one oh, thing okay. that you brought up, Joe, that really like Boise me state, is, I felt like did that yeah. where it was like, they kept progressing to that point. It was like, they had to stay undefeated right. so many times and then, okay, well then they beat Oklahoma and then they kind of got that respect. Yeah. So it was, that's where I'm kind of like UCF has kind of done that. Like, I know it's only two years, not like right, right, right. The, the long thing, but it's like, that's where. Boise can say like, oh, or Boise, UCF can say like, hey, well, why not us this year? Like, why shouldn't we get a shot? Chris America over at Scout Team pointed something out, and I didn't even know this. UCF has only had a team since 1979. Really? Yeah. It's like a relatively new program. So they have made and won a New Year's Six Bowl quicker than just about any non-Power 5 team has ever done it in the past. extra impressive. Right. And I I feel like that's... uh, there's this stigma um, among these teams that are non-Power 5 teams, which kills me because if there is such a stigma that these teams don't play a good competition and they're not worthy of making the playoffs because their schedule isn't that good, then Power 5 schools need to stop scheduling them. Because right. that's bullshit. Because you're admitting that you are weakening your schedule by playing these teams out of conference. Mm-hmm. So don't be fucking... Contra- and oh yeah, well their their schedule isn't that good, but we're gonna play them in the out of conference games because we don't want to risk losing. No, fuck you, man. <laughs> if they're good enough to schedule, then they're good enough to to say it's a a decent right a decent schedule for the conference. Um, I don't have a solid case for UCF, Joe. To your point, I don't, I can't, but I also can't really make a claim for anybody outside of Alabama this year. I have such a hard time being like, because like, Clemson played like an. Uh, FCS school and another school that was in FCS like two years ago. Like they had such a shit schedule uh, and nothing impressive about them. Notre Dame struggled throughout several games during the year. I know they went undefeated and Notre Dame will always make it in if they go undefeated because they bring in so much money. Right. Like there's when people were debating that, I was like, are you guys fucking high? Like everybody I, at ESPN has the biggest boner because Notre Dame actually went undefeated that they were like, finally, yeah. even if they get waxed in the first round, they don't give a shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's it's why they the put name. That's why they put them at four o'clock. Cause they were like the game that most people probably aren't going to watch because it's the four o'clock in the afternoon. We don't, put, we don't need to put them in prime time. They're going to, everybody <laughs> They're will gonna be watching pull this whatever, game. whenever they play. We can put this game on at three in the morning and the ratings right, will be stupid. Right. And they I'd, would be. I'd do it. I'd be no, sitting no. there, I'd be sitting there with my proper 12 whiskey. But you wouldn't be the only one. That's the thing. I mean, it would pull in an insane rating. I feel like they should do it just for a social experiment, just to see how crazy of a number they could pull in at a time of day like that. That would be pretty awesome to do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I'd be down for it. They're like, eh, we, we just want to see how big, big of a draw it can be we know that you know <laughs> people will watch no matter what let's see if we right. put it at 3 a.m how well it does so this was this leads me to a discussion that we had in the facebook group earlier this week that i was like man we got to save this for the show uh, you brought this up scott college football gets a complete pass 
Whereas the NBA gets shit on for being so predictable. For the last however many years, we've both been like, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, cool. This right. year, we're like, Warriors versus whoever, doesn't matter, Warriors are going to win, cool. Uh, and everybody complains about the NBA being so predictable. This whole season, we've been like, it's going to be Bama. Bama's right. going to win. They're going to beat Clemson in the title game. What else we got? Uh, and nobody bats an eye at that. So why is it? that college football gets a pass for being it, so predictable recently. And, and it's not just this year. I mean, it's been Bama-Clemson, what, three out of the last four? Crazy. Bama and Clemson. Final? I think Bama and Clemson are the only teams that have made it to the playoffs every year that there's been a playoff. Right. And they've met in the finals, what, three out of the last four? Something or is like it? That. I was going to say at least two out of the last four. Yeah. But, I mean, I know Florida was, State snuck in there and uh, won that no, one. No, there was Bama-Georgia. Right, there was Bama, Georgia, but then before that, uh, the the two prior to that were I Bama, Clemson. Bama, Clemson. It was back to back. It's crazy. That Ohio State didn't they? Weren't they in there somewhere? They did. Yeah, against they won the, one against yeah. Bama. Uh, I don't did know they who they. I don't know who they won in that. Who they beat in that final? No, I don't. Either way, it's been Bama, Bama, Clemson a lot. At least going (laughs) into this year for sure, we've been saying. We did say Bama, Bama, Clemson Clemson will be in the Final Four, no doubt. Yeah, Uh, Not even in the Final Four. We said that's the championship. championship. Those two are going to be playing each other. And they've been one and two all year long. Uh, In Nick Saban's eyes, they've been two and one all year long. (laughs) (laughs) Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama, Clemson, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia. So there you All go. Right. All right. So not as often as it seems like, but I guess because I guess it was both back been to, in the well, that it was Clemson, Alabama back to back. Right. That that's really what sticks out in people's mind. But anyway, so why why do we have such a problem with the NBA being predictable when college football can put out this product and we're like, yep, it's going to be Bama and Clemson. We're all going to watch it. Uh, we're going to complain that a team like UCF didn't get in, or we're going to be mad that Oklahoma over. We're going to complain State. about all the. Uh, uh, ancillary non-meaningful games but we're gonna watch bama clemson right which (laughs) is kind of what we do in the nba Uh, it's gonna be warriors and Cavs or whatever but the interesting matchups are between you know boston and the raptors like who's gonna get to play the Cavs and who's gonna make it to the western conference finals like what's drake gonna be doing those are really good matchups and uh stuff like that i mean we do the same exact thing but i cannot for the life of me figure out why because i said while i was having this while i presented this claim and, and the facts of hey we don't do the same thing for the the two different sports I don't have an answer. And like I said, I do the same thing in the NBA. I'm just like, God, why is it going to be so predictable? And then, you know, I mean, I don't even, and I don't, I watch them both about the same, which is to say, you know, I I watch them both passively and follow them enough to know what's going on, but I'm not locked in each and every week on college football. And I'm not definitely not locked in each and every night on NBA, but I have no idea why in my mind it's two different things. Like, I just cannot figure it out. The only thing that I came up with when we were kind of discussing this is the idea that college football, since it is like such a shorter season compared to the NBA, and it is, you're playing one time, and on any given Saturday, it could happen. Right. There's that possibility and then you watch like a game like alabama citadel and you're like holy shit really this could really happen and then alabama wins 50 to 10 and you're like oh right right yeah that's real now i think that you nailed something while you were saying that that you didn't hammer in before it's got to be the one and done factor 
Yeah. The, the fact that the NBA has seven game series and it that pretty much itself eliminates to the better team. Right. Like, it pretty much eliminates any random possibility of right. happening because the better team always rises to the top in a seven game series. That's why they made the first round seven games right. so that there wouldn't be any fluky five game wins. Um, I, I think that's the only thing that you can point to is that it could happen. It's and just so, like it's just like March Madness. Like right. there, the reason why everybody's drawn to March Madness is because. There's that chance that a 16 is going to beat a one and you're going to watch it, even though, you know, deep down, it's not most likely, except for last year, most likely (laughs) the one is going to beat the 16, but you're still watching like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe this is the time. Um, Joe, you got something in them? I I mean, I think it's just. People like football more than basketball. That's a good point too. Well, they no, no, no. they and, care yeah. more and, about the NFL and or I college was, football rather than they do about NBA. They're just like, oh, it's NBA. I don't pay attention to it. I just know there's one really good team, and they're probably going to win. So that's that. I don't really. That's care. That's a good point. And that, people will, will make their smart more fans are there are more fans of football, and they feel like they can argue or give points about football rather than the NBA on why people can do this and can do that. And they're just like, okay, that's the NBA. I, I can talk football, so I'll debate football. No, and that That's also came in, came into my head that it was just football's more popular. That's really all it boils down to is that people more people love football and so they don't really care about basketball in general and the NBA maybe less so in in most circles and so they're just like whatever, I'll just dismiss the NBA because I don't like it and so it's whatever. It's something weird though. It goes beyond that because like look at college basketball this year. Duke is everybody is like and March Duke, Madness Duke will still is going do to win it. Yeah, and everybody's still going to be excited right. to watch. And <laughs> yeah, I think it more to the point is it's the one and done thing uh, because yeah, because it everybody, be. everybody, we talked about it. We we're like Duke might not lose a game. Like they were, they were that impressive uh, going into the season. The first couple games, we were like Duke is unreal. They are hands down. Like just give them the trophy now. Unless somebody gets hurt, Duke is going to win this tournament. And Nobody gives a shit. Nobody's like, well, but I'm not watching March Madness. I'm not gonna. I don't give a shit. I'm not gonna watch Zion destroy people during March Madness. Uh, they're they're tuning in for that. So it's gonna be. I I feel like it goes beyond. I think there's a little bit of that, Joe. I think you're right. March Madness extent. also has the betting aspect, the big pools, and more people watch that, and because they're like, oh, That's I have true. these brackets bracket. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. you got the, the brackets. But seriously, you're right. I, you're right. I think if <laughs> I think if it just the, comes down to popularity, honestly. But I, I but I think that popularity could be heightened. Imagine if the Warriors, and again, not likely to happen. But imagine if the Warriors were in a one-game situation against the Jazz. That would make it so exciting. Against the Jazz, who are one of the better, more exciting teams so far early in this season. And everybody's like, hey, you know, the Jazz are playing really well. If they were to be in a one-game playoff. And the Warriors, so far this year, even though we think it won't matter in the end, have struggled. They haven't looked like their usual dominant selves. So if you said, hey, Jazz Warriors, one-game situation, what's going to happen? There'd be a ton of people tuning in for that, I think. Yeah. But as soon as you hear seven games, you're like, hey, okay, whatever. Jazz might get one, maybe two if they're lucky. Yeah, even if they they force a game seven, it's like, good, good for you, man. Right, yeah, that that was the old moral victory. Give them a participation (laughs) ribbon and let's go home. Everybody gets ice cream after this game seven. Everybody's a winner. But so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things, but yeah, it's... I think popularity and the the length of series, yeah, d- just kind of erodes things. Yeah, I think I think that's true. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears here. The other big news that's happened 
Urban Meyer has retired. Uh, he is again. Uh, <laughs> right? After the Rose Bowl, he will be stepping down, and Ryan Day will be taking over as coach at Ohio State. <laughs> Joe coming in with his drop for his hot take on what he thinks about it. We know where Joe stands on uh, Urban Meyer um. stepping down. <laughs> wow. That was well played. Joe has been very, very quiet on the whole Urban Meyer thing. Oh, yeah. And in one drop, we know exactly where he stands. How long have you been sitting on that? How long have you known you were going to do that? Um. <laughs> I, that might be the most well played thing Joe has ever done on this show. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. There's like no follow up. I was going to say, there's that. no follow up. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Uh, well, you had something interesting about Urban Meyer because nobody is more excited that Urban Meyer is stepping down than Michigan fans. Uh, they have been unbearable since this news broke. And I'll say in our group... That, uh, which is funny that you say that because I thought they were edging towards unbearable before the Michigan-Ohio State game. Really Look, everybody knows my... Cue the music. I, okay, fine. <laughs> Before I get fired up, because <laughs> I saw you winding up, yeah, like, no. we gotta get. Let's get in the right spot here, the right frame of mind. Scotty doesn't know. Time for Michigan another edition fans. of Scotty doesn't know when it comes to Michigan, Michigan fans. All right, so Michigan for the first time in a couple years, they they're always excited for the Michigan Ohio State game, but this year because it looked like. Oh, we've got this redemption tour, and we're just <laughs> knocking everybody off, and uh, and don't get me wrong. Anybody who knows me knows I relate more to Michigan. I am very firmly in the I, – I, I don't support either team. I'm, it's whatever. But I lean more Michigan, and it's because I live in Ohio State area, and God, their fans just suck. <laughs> so I probably – maybe I would feel the same way about Michigan fans if I lived in Michigan. I don't know. But either way, Michigan fans got to the point of being a little bit of annoying lead in that Ohio State game, mostly because, hey, you know, this is our year and Redemption Tour, this and this and this and blah, 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 blah. Well, then, as we all know, they got smacked in the face, and it wasn't even close. They were never going to win that game. And I'm sitting there the entire time thinking, God, if you're a Michigan fan, isn't it just the, nope, it's never going to happen. Because, <laughs> I mean, as long as they have Urban Meyer and as long as they have it, it's just never going to happen. They haven't won that damn game since, what, 2002? Urban Meyer is undefeated against Michigan. Well, yeah, but even still, like, Michigan hasn't won the game it's since, like, 2002. It's something crazy. Something ridiculous. Like, Ohio State, and, and it's really never been all that close. I know that they had the one-versus-two matchup that was, you know, the, the closest it's probably been in, in that time frame. But just basically Ohio State has just been handing it to Michigan year after year. So they lose that game and they all retreat back into their holes and oh, woe is us. And, uh, and the, 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 the direction quickly changed on their whole season and it was instead fuck those guys and back to pissing and moaning. So then the Ohio State news drops with Urban Meyer and all of a sudden they come crawling back out of their holes and they're celebrating. And my thought is, wait a minute, you guys are now celebrating because Urban Meyer, you are admitting your weakness. You are straight right. admitting that, yeah, we couldn't beat this guy. And the only <laughs> way we can beat him is if this guy is gone. So, yes, we're going to win. And a lot of people, a lot of Michigan fans, all right, next year's the year. Next year's the year. We got this. This is, We're finally going to do this. And, I mean, right to, I guess, kind of be excited because 
Assuming Harbaugh stays there, I've told you that story before, that's no guarantee, and he's still going to leave right when you guys think you're ready to make a run. <laughs> Reminder of that. Green Bay. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm dead serious about this. This would seriously be the time. Right when they think, oh, yeah, we, we got this. Harbaugh's going to fucking bolt. And some Michigan fans might not be that upset. He's still the best coach that they've had there in 20 years, but whatever. That's not the point. My point is... How are you going to get excited about a man leaving and that's the only way you can fucking beat them? Don't you have any pride? <laughs> Don't you want to beat them at their best? Like, you couldn't beat them this year and you just said, oh, well, fuck it. We'll never beat him if he's not there. Oh, wait, he's not there. Hooray. Now we're going to beat him. Yeah. And as much as I love Harbaugh, if he does stay and if, you know, it goes into next year's game with all things being equal and it's Harbaugh versus Day. And that, you know, day doesn't inspire anybody. He's not Urban Meyer, you know, he's not any type of legend. All of the pressure's on you, Michigan. Right. All of it. Like, you sat there and said, oh, no, no, now we've got this. They have no margin for error. And seriously, if Harbaugh doesn't go into that game at home, at the big house, against a guy that everybody admits is not as good as Urban Meyer, and they don't just completely kick the dog shit out of him, then what are you going to say? Like, what do you have to say after that? I'm actually kind of almost rooting for Ohio State to win that game this far in advance because I think it would be hilarious to see what they come up with then. What would be your excuse? What Under what circumstances could you win that game if you can't win that one? So unbelievable, Michigan fans. Get out of here with your, your fucking, oh, we're going to do it this time. I ain't going to believe it until it actually happens, which at this rate might not happen again in our lifetime. Scotty Doesn't Know, brought to you by Squeeze-Its. Uh, <laughs> what? I just figured I'd go another, Another like, thing that had been discontinued. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze-Its and Dunkaroos. Get your childhood lunchbox back in the 90s, back together. Uh, no, that rant was actually brought to you by Rally House. Next time you guys need to suit up to rep your team, even if you're a Michigan fan, be sure to go to 12OnSportsRadio.com. Click the link on the right side of every page. Rally House has gear from every major sports league plus NCAA and even local gear. Help out the station by going to 12OnSportsRadio.com before placing your next order. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. <laughs> Um, all right, I just... it's it's ridiculous that they got that excited that Urban Meyer right was retiring. But it and was... again, like it, uh, have some pride. Like I, if I was you know a Michigan fan, I'd be like, it kind of sucks that Urban stepped down because now it, it's not going to be a sweet. Well, like, and that's that's what I was wondering. Big is Harbaugh just is that in his head forever now? Like. I never beat Urban Meyer, and right. now I never can. You motherfucker! That's it. I'm going to the end. And Harbaugh's crazy enough <laughs> that he would do that. He's probably like, I'm, "Now I gotta eat chicken. This is bullshit." <laughs> and I love Harbaugh. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he's been. If if I was a Michigan fan, I'd be like, "Yeah, it's been a total disappointment yeah, since he got here. Awful. Haven't won the game that matters most. Haven't made it to the playoff. And this was the closest Others, they came, and they came this up was short. Your best team, right? Your best team this was the best ranked defense we're the number one defense here we go this is it uh we got it the stars were all completely aligned and you fell flat on your face 
got destroyed. And again, and Ohio State was down comparative. I mean, they struggled on yes. defense this year. Not as great on offense. They had the State, whole controversy. Ohio State had the whole thing at the beginning of the season. They got blown out by Purdue. They almost lost. Everybody forgets that they almost lost to Maryland. Even Ohio State fans have forgotten that that happened. Which is like, insane. After that game. That to me was more telling than the Purdue And loss. it wasn't even anything that Ohio State did. That was the Maryland quarterback got right. the yips and blew the two-point conversion, which <laughs> Shout out to whoever was coaching Maryland at that time. I know it wasn't DJ Durkin because he's a piece of shit, but whoever was coaching at that time to call for a two-point conversion in that situation, big props for that because that's a ballsy move, especially at home. But if that quarterback doesn't get the yips, Ohio State has two losses to Purdue and Maryland. And, I mean, at that point, Michigan probably does make the playoffs because even if they lose to Ohio State, they still end up making it into the Big Ten championship game they roll up Northwestern and, and could potentially get in um, to the playoffs we at that point. We assume they do. I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, but I, but that's, you know. that's what's crazy about this whole thing is like Ohio State fans after that Maryland game were like, we're terrible. We are so bad. We are the worst. Michigan is going to beat us. And then they beat the shit out of Michigan and they're like, we deserve to be in the playoffs. Like this team is great. What are you guys talking about? All right, let's do Degenerate Dartboard of Doom because uh, we are – Coming up on the clock here before um, we're going to have to drop from 12-ounce. We got a hard stop at 10 o'clock from 12-ounce. We will continue on Facebook Live. And for those of you listening uh, on 12-ounce, you'll be able to catch the rest of the show on our podcast, available iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you want to go. Degenerate Dartboard of Doom, the last time we did this. Which seems like eons ago, just from the the dartboard yeah uh all three of us lost yeah nobody won the games um i had bowling green versus akron the last time we picked uh i (laughs) I was like remember that i was like no way akron loses this game bowling green google searched for their coach (laughs) and bowling green won 21 to 6 uh Mm. scott had the chargers minus 7 against denver and denver won that one outright uh joe took the the worst beat of the week uh, Pittsburgh minus five against Jacksonville, and Pittsburgh won the game twenty to sixteen, which <laughs> hurts. That's a kick in the dick, Joe. I'm sorry, man. Um, so we're gonna do. Do we want to throw first? Uh, oh, we're gonna pick our games for this week. All right, right cool. picking our games for this week. All right, no more college football except for. Are there any bowl games in this? No. Okay. It would all just right, be so Army Navy NFL. right now. Oh, that's yeah, the only game. That's all the right. only game this week. Oh, uh, here we go. Let's see this first one uh, back off of our. Like, uh, Jesus Christ. Minnesota and Seattle. Seattle minus three. Yuck. That's Seattle at home for that one? Yep. Jesus Christ. Minnesota. Minnesota has to get it together at some point, right? But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna bet on them to be doing it this right, week. Go ahead, and delete that. that then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was very close to taking Minnesota, but God, they've just Robert Taylor says Seattle crushes them. By the way, that's his pick. And uh, Seth, hey, shout out Seth Milhome for joining. He says Seattle in that game too. Okay, last time I got burned, and I think it was this exact game picking against these motherfuckers, which means you this know who I'm picking against. This is Cowboys. It's the damn Philadelphia-Dallas game, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that I got beat off of this last time by picking Philly to eat and win easily. Well, Dallas is giving up three and a half this time, which <sighs> I'm going to take Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm begrudgingly going to take Philadelphia. So when they lose, when they lose this game off that half a point, when they win, when they win by a field goal and I lose the bet off a half a point, remember this moment. 
By the way, I love that I have a computer now to take notes and not have to listen back like the Wednesday before the show and be like, did we win? Who's throwing this week? <laughs> All right, my first pick uh, out of here, uh, New Orleans against Tampa Bay. Uh, at Tampa Bay, New Orleans is giving eight points. I'm going to go ahead and keep this one, and I'm going to take the Saints in that one. Uh, Solid. Yep. I don't That's, I don't feel like there's much yeah. to say about that one. Um, I'm not even worried about an eight-point spread no. on the road. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't be either. It's on the road? <laughs> That's not in uh, New no, Orleans? No, they're, they're in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I still wouldn't be worried about it. Um, yeah, that's a... I just remember week one when Tampa Bay beat the Saints. And it feels like a million years ago. And in football terms, there's like, there's zero chance that the Saints lose this That's game. why I'm picking the Saints, because it's revenge tour. Uh. <laughs> Saints. Oh, wait. No, they didn't lose. They lost to Dallas. I was going to say, the Saints haven't lost since that game. But then they lost unexpectedly to Dallas. So. Uh, Joe, who you got in your game? All right, my first game that I'm going to be throwing back is something that we talked about before. I the knew it. Rams and Bears. I knew one of us would get this game. It's a tough game. And to the pick. Rams are only a three-point favorite. Mm. On the don't, road. Don't want any part of that. Yeah, like don't the Bears are a three-point dog at home. Like, no way. Don't want any that part of that. That was easily, to me, the most difficult one that you're going to have to pick this week. And yeah. I was like, I guarantee somebody was going to pick this week. I that hope this Joe week. gets it again. I hope Joe gets it on the <laughs> second draw. <laughs> uh, who you got, Joe? Detroit and Arizona. Ooh, <laughs> that might not be any better. <laughs> Detroit is a giving three points. Okay. Um, and I will take those Lions. All right. <sighs> so, <laughs> God. Because Arizona won this week against Green Bay, and who saw that coming? Nope. But, like, ugh. Detroit is just whatever. Like, I don't know what to think about them. <laughs> Scott's probably hating us, too, because we're shitting on we Michigan. We're shitting on Michigan. No, shit on the Lions. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Um, Go right. Lions. Here's your, uh, just a recap. Scott has Philly plus three and a half against Dallas. I've got the Saints. That fucking half a point. It's going <laughs> to screw me. I'm going to be so pissed. I got the Saints minus eight against Tampa Bay, and Joe has the Lions minus three against the Cardinals. Uh, so with that being said, Let's go ahead and throw at the dartboard and uh, pay up on our punishments. Um, Joe, flip to that screen. Let's talk about what punishments are on the board right now because uh, we added two new ones after last week. So Guitar Hero still hanging strong. Everybody really avoiding that one. Uh, since it is Christmas time, we added Buddy's Breakfast onto the board. Buddy's Breakfast is <laughs> Scott where you said, have to... never take the Lions, ever, in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Buddy's Breakfast is on the board. Buddy's Breakfast is where you have to eat, uh, what is it, spaghetti and maple syrup and it's, candy yeah, and it's shit. Yeah, the Buddy the Elf where he just does spaghetti and maple syrup and chocolate and whatever else he throws on. That's so disgusting. Sugar and sugar. Uh, uh, we got... <laughs> Shitty's hoping for Mia yeah, Khalifa to come in this The Mia week. Khalifa is still on there. The lo- uh, if you get that, you have to tweet at Mia Khalifa every week for a year. Expressing oh, you your son of a bitch. Love. I see where it is again, too. That's why I thought I got it. Fuck. You're an uh, asshole. Jar of queso is on there where you have to eat a whole jar of queso during the show. Uh, and then the other one is Hula Girl where you'll be wearing a coconut bra and a grass skirt for the show. Uh, do you guys want me to throw first? Sure. Okay. I'm aiming for Hula Girl for show. That's <laughs> that's like the least shitty of all of these. Jar of queso? Uh, I don't know. It's like 
like 16 8. It hasn't, it hasn't hit it yet. Hasn't I was going to say, it hasn't shown up yet. Uh, oh, that is queso. Yeah, that's that a jar. That's firmly a jar of queso. <laughs> Queso, queso, queso. So wait, hang on. How backed up am I going to be? Because I still have have to to do do the the cheese cheese whiz chaser and eat a jar of queso during the show. I think you should do all the same show, just a (laughs) cheese-dominated show. (laughs) That's going to be so disgusting. All right. So I will be eating a jar of queso at some point. I'm actually not that upset with that one. <laughs> That's fine. I'm still rooting. I'm still aiming for Hula Girl. <laughs> that, is, that is still easily the one that I want the Hula most. Girl. Yeah, you may get that one. All right, Joe's going to give his throw now. Here comes Joe's toss. Uh, Joe Buddy's breakfast right for Buddy's breakfast. He's going to say, no, he didn't. He's talked about how he Wait, refuses. That That's was- kind of uh, that's kind of borderline there. That no, might not. be Guitar Hero. No, it's not. That's firmly in Buddy's breakfast. That is shut up, you man. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to fuck with him a little oh, bit before he sat down. Man, I'm, I'm <laughs> actually excited to try this Buddy's breakfast. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited no, for this. I was actually sitting there thinking, of all the eating ones, I, I'd rather... If I don't get Hula Girl, Buddy's breakfast is fine. <laughs> well, good for you, Scott, because you won't be able to hit Buddy's breakfast. It's too high on the board. Oh, <laughs> you can't reach that high. <laughs> All right, Scott's going to throw his for his punishment here. Uh, let's see where he ends up. Get ready for that Mia Khalifa tweet. Uh, whenever you're ready, Scott. Uh, make sure he doesn't step over that line, Joe. That's a miss. Oh, that's going to be a shot of hypno. Scott misses the board, as Scott is wont to do. Uh, so now go stand. Go ahead and pour this hypno for you. Uh, go ahead and stand in front of the dartboard. Okay, or do the shot right here. That's fine, too. Uh, let people see your embarrassment that you have to... <laughs> All right, so Scott now will throw again after the shot of Hypno. Uh, ugh. Just smelling that Hypno hurts the stomach. It's been a while since I've had that. So. Um, all right, and Scott goes right in on Hula Girl. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I have added Jaro Queso to my list of punishments that just keeps growing. Uh, Scott will have to dress like a hula girl, and Joe is going to eat Buddy's breakfast. This now, been what, is, what, what do I have to do for this? It's wearing a hula skirt and what else? Coconut bra and hula skirt. We have a coconut bra? We'll get one. Okay. Amazon, baby. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Wish. It's freezing. Like, do I get to wear? <laughs> nope. Son of a part of the part of the punishment, bro. Okay, I'm rethinking this whole thing. I should have really aimed more for Buddy's breakfast. Son of a bitch. Uh, before we move on from Degenerate Dartboard of Doom, are you guys ever going to do this Instagram model punishment for me? Because that has been sitting there since like the first week we did this. Oh yeah, and nobody has done anything. I don't. I'm not like advocating hey come on guys make me do this but i don't like opening the document every week and seeing that I and that's almost and part I'm of the punishment shit. no i'm getting shit from people that are like i followed you guys on instagram waiting for that nobody's done shit about it well it'll be done this week okay i've heard that before we'll see if that actually happens um okay <laughs> i also have to dress like the little mermaid um, I have to wear a seashell bra. I have to do the Huck Finn uh, and now the, the Jar of Queso and Cheese Whiz Chaser. Jesus Christ. All right, I got to start doing punishments here, fellas. Uh, Scott, you still have the five-minute ice tub, the Hula Girl, and the Earnhardt Sandwich. 
Joe, you have Kenny Powers, where you're going to dress like Kenny Powers. You have the Lucha Libre <laughs> and Buddy's Breakfast. There are a lot of punishments coming up, everybody. So be sure to tune in each week for that. Um, cool. That's <laughs> yeah, that's all we got. Cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Hook them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about this. Um, this came out this week. Actually, it just came out today uh, with winter meetings coming up in the MLB. The rumor is that Rob Manfred, who has been a big proponent of banning the shift, Idiot. Uh, is now gaining traction with an, a proposal to at least limit the number of times that a team can shift. Um, Joe, you were right on it as soon as this was brought up in our group chat before the show where you, you said, uh, fuck anybody who wants to ban the shift. They're all pieces of shit. I hope they all die in a fire. Something like that, right? It was the, that effect. I don't think he went that far. I was going to say, I think he just said, I think that's all he said was fuck people who want to ban the shift. Oh, I read it wrong. You added all shifters. You added all sorts of extras. Oh, I read it wrong. I was... Uh, I essentially said the same thing, I, though. That was what I said. By you saying, said they should all die in a fire, too? No. <laughs> no. I, I just, again, we're paying attention to something that doesn't matter. And I really, I don't care about the shift. It's part of the game. If you want to, you can strategically position your guys any way you want to. If guys don't like it, figure out a way to hit around it. If they can't do it, then this is the way that the game is played now. Eventually, and then things go in cycles and shifts and... I really just don't think this is what they should be focusing on. There's so many other issues with baseball that this just doesn't rate for me. Here's my question. Uh, The the one thing that I'm kind of um, concerned about is why are we focusing just on this shift? Like if let's say this rule does go into effect, they get the the whatever, however many owners decide to pass it, it gets through the players union and they say you're not allowed to shift more than however many times in a game. There's other shifts besides this extreme like right. pool hitter shift. There's double play shifts. There's shifting for bunts. Like are those now considered shifts that count towards your shifts? And that's like why I don't the like shifts. this whole thing is that there's always been shifts right. in baseball. I, and it's just because these extreme shifts became in vogue right. that all of a sudden they're what we're you know, this is what's wrong with the sport. And I'm like, no, there's so many other things wrong before you get to the shift being a big thing. Like I I just don't understand why this has been a thing that they're like, we gotta hammer down on this and we've gotta eliminate this from the game. And we've got to, you know, making rules to do something that has been in baseball since it existed, but only became a thing the last couple of years. That's insane to me. It's it's really bananas. And the worst part about it is it's such an easy thing to beat. These are professional baseball players. If you can't, if you're, if they're playing you because you push all the time, then pull the ball. If they're playing you because you pull the ball all the time. Then push it like that. I don't understand why this has to become such a a big deal that you now have to have rules to just fucking beat it, man. Just play the ball to this wide open left side of the field. There's nobody there. Slap a grounder to the left side and you get a fucking double. Well, you want to know why? Because all of these guys have become pole hitters just because they want to hit the long ball and none of them know how to hit anymore. I mean, that's really the thing is... That and that's kind of what upsets me is they're bailing out these guys who haven't learned how to hit, right? Or, or have done, have decided they're only going to hit one way, and so now you're just helping out those guys. And I'm like, don't help out. The, 
Don't help out what people are complaining about the sport having become, where it's just strikeout or home run. Make these guys get back to having to hit the ball to all parts of the field or suffer the consequences. Right. Now, you brought up the point that this is not something that's going to help the, the sport. No. And what I started to, to talk about was, and I backed off of it, and I was like, I'll save it for the show. This could potentially help the sport because, let's face it, baseball at its height of popularity was when dudes were just jacking home runs. When Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds were shooting stuff into their bodies and they were fucking jacking home runs. But, the problem, but, but the problem when you, you know, boil it down to just that is when that was happening – People were also still hitting the ball. Like people still hitting for average. Right. No, there no, were no. still other parts of the game. Like, I understand. That. Now it's become strictly home runs. I understand. And that's I, not I get that. good either. But I guess my, my point being, and this is just devil's advocate because I'm not condoning, yes, ban the shift. Right. I am, uh, this is just a devil's advocate point of view. If that is when baseball was at its height of popularity, wouldn't it then make sense to try to get the game to that point where offense is king? Where you're not like worried about dudes dribbling into a, a ball on the right side of the field because they can't push it. Or but if the, it, it, my thing is, if it takes a rule to fundamentally change the game that's operated under a certain way for its entire existence, like that's that speaks to me that your game has a bigger problem. Your game has a much bigger problem if you're well, now focusing on one little thing that you think is going to magically change it or go back to the way things were when it was at the height of its popularity. Like, I, I think that that's ludicrous. Like, there's all sorts of other things that need to be changed or altered or fixed, I guess you could say, before you worry about, oh, well, the shift. It's just ruining baseball. No, there are a lot of things that are ruining baseball, and the shift is w- maybe one of them, but it's just not high on that list. Right, right. No, you're right, and and I'm not. Again, I'm not advocating ban yeah, the shift. No, but I'm I know just you saying are. if the if the logic is, I totally get what you're. If saying, the logic but... is, hey, baseball was better when there's offense and and people weren't grounding into double plays all the time. All right, cool. Well, then let's make it so that you don't do that more, and then maybe people will watch. It, uh, but yeah, Joe Joe's dead, making a good point. Pedro can't hit the curveball, so you're not allowed to throw him <laughs> one. That doesn't make sense. I That's mean, a valid. Point. Yeah, I mean, you know, it can't. Just eliminating things because it's like, well, th- these guys, you know, can't do this, or they, they're they're less prone to do this. So we need to change the game and the way it's played. Like, no, it, it can't be that way. It can't be right. every time there's this huge dynamic shift that they're like, well, fine, we'll have to change the game entirely now and just change this rule. Like that's insane because you're just always going to be making rule changes if that's the case, and that's not how the sport should operate. I feel like this does happen though quite a bit, like. When you turn it into the fucking NFL. Well, right. And that's what I was going to point to is when teams started doing like that run and gun offense in like college, then it became, well, now you have to wait for the defense to substitute before yeah. you run your play. Yeah. Uh, so there, there is a lot of reactionary well, and, rule and think changes. Of, think about what that's made us think about football in general, where we're just like, God, this, a, a lot of times you're, you're just like, man, this sucks, or this isn't as good as it used to be because they've made these rule changes that's focused on making there be more scoring. And I'm like, I don't enjoy football nearly as much as I used to. And if you're changing baseball for this one little thing, I'm not necessarily going to, it's not going to fundamentally change how I watch it, but I mean, it, in the, in a situation where I want my team to be able to play a shift to beat a guy, like yeah, it'll piss me off. It's like oh, 
Well, they can't do it because we're there's out a, of shifts. Nah, 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 now there's a rule they up, can't do we it. We used up our shifts for the game. And speaking uh, of which, same thing with mound visits. I was all against, <laughs> like, I, I do want the game to speed up and mound visits are a problem, whatever. But it never came into an issue until the Braves in the playoffs <laughs> ran out of mound visits. And I'm like, how stupid is this right now that they literally can't go out there and talk to the guy because they ran out of mound visits? Like that, it never. The entire season they would have the counter, and it's like ah, they never even came closer. Like ooh, they came with one or two, but it was never really going to be a thing. Playoffs, it happened, and they ran out. And How I does thought, that work? This is so dumb. How does that work for injuries? Do those count as mound visits? No. It, then it's, fucking fake an injury. What are you doing, man? If you need a mound visit, like how is there not a sign for the pitcher to just be like, oh, my fucking hand. Coach, my hand hurts. Oh, you meant oh, specifically the pitcher? That Actually, that's a good question. I thought you meant for somebody else. Like if the right fielder all of a sudden no, went down no, 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 an injury. No. Like, and, like if the, you see the coaches out there talking to the guy yeah, on the mound while everybody no, attends No, if the, the pitcher thing. just like starts like, oh, my shoulder. Mm. I got that. Ah, there's a tweak. That's I think a, I tweak something. That's a very good And then they point. come out to talk to him and they the trainers are working with him. I, the coach ambles out and he's like, all right, what do we, you know. Well, but I think the, I think the, that the umpire comes out to the mound when those injuries happen too. So maybe mm. there's a thing where it'd be like, oh, hey, you're totally faking this and now you're just <laughs> talking strategy. Yeah, I mean, the, you know what though? They'd probably make another rule to make sure right. that that No injury fakes. If, if you get injured <laughs> and you're out of mound visits, then what's going to happen is you have to be Remove moved. the pitcher. Yeah, you yeah. have to come out of the no, game. No, they would. They would totally and do And only the second baseman is allowed to replace you at that point. <laughs> Um, and but, you have to play the rest of the the field with an open second base because you're out of shifts. But too. So you I can't mean, shift the players to they did that, for that gap. It's just like the NFL. What they did that was like, oh, under two minutes, injury automatically <laughs> means that you know you burn the time out or whatever. So you know they've done that in other sports. So I don't know. It just uh, it Joe's just dad seems, says that's an official visit. Over, so an, an injury it, okay. visit is is counted as an official visit, which that's stupid. No, I mean, that's, that's oh, just dumb. <laughs> I can't even cheat anymore. This is such <laughs> bullshit. Anybody who listens to the show know I love cheating when it comes to my sports. <laughs> I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> Joe right on time. Joe, another solid drop on that one. And we are about to cut out a 12-ounce, we should mention. Yeah, uh, the, the feed is about to drop a 12-ounce. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in on 12-ounce. Uh, we will be back again next week with special guest Catherine Nero hanging out in the speakeasy. Uh, the show is not over. We're going to continue on. So if you guys want to hear the rest of this, we're going to do our consumer can it. We're going to give the results to our motherfucker, the week poll. Uh, be sure to uh, check us out. Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're all over them. Uh, so find us there. Listen to the end of the show so that you can find out how this beer held up. And thank you for joining us on Twilo. Really appreciate it. And <laughs> shout out to uh, Hefe for bringing us back on. Thank you so much, Jeff, for uh, for bringing us back on 12 Ounce. Glad to be home, man. This is uh, seriously this is really awesome. Huge for us. Um, all right, well let's let's go right into uh, consume it or can it. Uh, unless there's is there anything else you wanted to get to today? I feel like there was more stuff in the document than that. We were sitting there talking about how we're going to go way over. And we're going to talk we're about. Like, I mean, uh, we were going to talk about Harbaugh potentially going to Green Bay, which we kind of touched on. We we're going to yeah, talk about Oakland Stadium. Um, oh yeah, we were going to talk about that, but. Uh, I think the consensus was you like the design, and Joe and I were like, yeah, it's a monstrosity. I think it's kind of cool. I like this idea that it's got this like open center field. The only thing that I enjoyed was the fact that you can ride up in a gondola. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's neat about the stadium for real? Like The outfield seats, it's not like Traditional. a bunch of bleachers. Yeah. It's like they're, they're 
making this towards what I feel like is the next generation of baseball fans who aren't necessarily there to sit and watch three hours of a baseball game. They're there to kind of make it a social event. And all of that standing room that they have in the outfield, I think is pretty fucking cool. No, I I will say that it's a, it's a design that has an eye more towards the future. But it just when you're looking at it from a, a, a traditional baseball fan perspective, it's a big, big eyesore. But I will say... If you're an Oakland fan, all you're thinking is, holy shit, we're getting out of the Coliseum. Yeah, that yeah that's all that matters. So, yeah. like, no matter what, anything is better than right. that shithole. Yeah, like, so <laughs> it's an upgrade no matter what. They're like, we're finally moving out, and we won't be sharing a stadium with the Raiders. This is a win. Where do we play? We play on the moon? Fine. Fuck it. Just as long as we can get out of this place. So there is that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of a park in a park, too. That's a cool idea. It could, it could usher in, and you know, there's been. You don't some like that. State. You don't like parking a park. But why? What do you need it for? Because <laughs> first of all, like, okay, if you think about going to Reds games, it's just traffic everywhere. There's all kinds of like you got to cut across streets to try to get to the stadium. It's a pain in the ass to get out of. If you're in a park, you can park farther away. You can walk through the park, enjoy a nice, serene walk to the ball game. Yeah, you can walk down on the river where they have those brand new swings and all that kind of stuff set up. <laughs> Quit I mean, shooting down all my shit tonight, Joe. <laughs> you're just always wrong. What do you want from me? Uh, the other thing we were going to talk about was NHL coming to Seattle. That was the other thing we added late. Um, that was that was huge, <clears throat> if only from the standpoint of I had no idea that was a uh, a possibility. Like, the announcement came out, hey, we're coming to Seattle. And I thought, when was Seattle ever discussed? We, we, we did talk about yep, this on we the show, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit. Cool, cool, cool. I, uh, so. yeah. I got to stop yeah. drinking. Well, well, yeah, definitely thought we talked about yep, that. Definitely. Either that or pay attention. Definitely more. brought that up as like, hey, by the way, the rumor is no, cool. the NHL is expanded to Seattle. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I'm going to drink my beer. I didn't realize the NHL has been going this long with only 31 teams. That's what's bananas to me like i i'm a little ocd with that well i mean they just added vegas okay well let's back up i know but while we're while we're shitting on me let's add another thing to potentially shit on me for you didn't know they had 31 teams oh fuck no oh (laughs) no that that wasn't one of the i definitely didn't know that an odd number of teams that's weird what the hell hell operated like that uh no Even if you can lose, if you must, Mike, probably. I saw that. That's good stuff. Um, (laughs) They've never, this would be the first official team ever in uh, Seattle, right? Like, they've never had a team and then it left or anything like that. No, no, we we also talked about this before. They did have a team before. All right, so what about the names? Have you guys got any (laughs) names you want to throw out there that that was mentioned? Because Scott doesn't pay attention because he was looking at his computer. Holy shit. Looking at things for like his Nintendo Switch that he was looking at earlier, you know? Oh, my God. Did you get that on camera? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) No, it was a contest for Switch. Sorry. You don't fucking pay attention to our own show. I do, too. There's a lot of things going on, and I'm listening, but I seriously don't remember the Seattle conversation about hockey at all. I'm pretty sure JB was on the phone for it. Like, I think... That's probably why I didn't pay attention. (laughs) I hope he's listening, but seriously, that is probably why I was like, okay, he's talking hockey, la, 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 la. Oh, shit. So some of the names are gonna be could be the Evergreens, the Sea Lions, Cougars. I kind of like that one just for the jokes. Eagles, 
No pass. No. Whales. No. Good. No. They've got the, they already had the whalers in Hartford. I don't know. Uh, I don't don't go whales. Like it. I kind of like it. No. Totems. No. no. Hard pass. Rainers. What? The, oh, because it rainiers. Ra- no. No, no, no. They've got a minor league baseball team that's called that. They I don't, don't know. Don't do that. Sockeyes. No. What? No. That's Kraken. Uh, I'm on board with nah, Kraken. I kind of like the Kraken. Because you know, you know. Release the yep, Kraken. Before yeah, every puck guy. drop, they're going to be Firebirds. No. no minor league And uh, Sasquatches. What? No. Kind of like Sasquatches. No. Just a big old Yeti on your jersey. No. I big old like Squatch. <laughs> what a <laughs> Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a like, fan of the Squatches. But what it look like, what's his name? Because he kind of looks like a Sasquatch. Oh, what's his name? Philadelphia, their mascot. I can't remember oh, his name. Oh, uh, Gritty. Gritty. Gritty, yeah. 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 He would look a lot like Gritty. Mm. I'm on board for Kraken. I like 100%. Kraken, too. I like the I Kraken. Think most I, no, I definitely... Kraken would be the leader in the clubhouse for me, but there was one earlier that you mentioned. One of the first three, I think, that you mentioned that was there was one in there that wasn't too bad. Well, the odds on favor right now are the Totems. Boo! The last, the last one are no. the Firebirds. Wait, is there yeah, some kind of weird, like... No, 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 no. There's for totem. Well, I, like I a will totem say, pole. well, yeah, no, no, but that's they, what I'm they, saying. In that there, area up in Washington, I think there's a big Indian. There, that's a whoa, big, whoa, 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 Native whoa. American. Thank you, <laughs> sorry, Jesus. sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> two weeks <laughs> off, and Scott comes in with the racism. Damn, comes, comes in forgetting what we <laughs> talked about and the races. <laughs> well, the totems were uh, Seattle's longest running pro hockey team from '44 to '75. Oh, okay. So they were already so the named that. Along with the indigenous. But in, in that case, then I don't want to do it. Like, don't revive an old franchise. Do something new. This is yeah. a new team. Get a new identity. Release the fucking Kraken. That or a lot of people are saying the sockeyes because of the sockeye salmon that are on there. And you just see people basically Pass. throwing salmon onto the ice. Oh, God. But they'll do that anyway. They, they will do that regardless. That's a good of, point. No matter what the team name is, point. they're going to do that. So that that to me is like, eh. You know, anybody who's getting a job at that stadium is like, please don't be the sock guys. Please don't be the sock guys. I want to clean up fucking fish every day. But again, they're going to. They, I mean, that's they true. already know. Yeah, like, they point. better know going in that they're going to have to deal with salmon on the ice. So, <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, thanks, Joe. The house music uh, is playing us off. So, all right. <laughs> we're going to get into Consumer to Can. It brought to you, as always, by Tavor. This week, we have Graham Cracker Porter by Denver Beer Company. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier in the show. This was a 2018 Great American Beer Festival gold medalist in the specialty category. Before we get too far. Okay. Just because we haven't talked. Last year, it seemed like we would go entire shows where we exclusively talk Xavier. And we'd like, damn, next week we got to not talk so much Xavier. And then we'd follow up by talking. That's because they're Xavier. bad this year. So we haven't talked Fair about enough. them at all. But if we're going to go with just a little Xavier talk here before cross the Crosstown shootout this weekend. So apparently, Mick Cronin was interviewed about the Crosstown shootout. And yeah, right. Well, he was asked how he prevents, quote, something strange from happening on or off the court in the Crosstown shootout. And he said, quote, strange things that bother me are guys making shots that never make shots. Enos Cantor's brother, not even referring to him by his name, getting 17. Well, our own Kareem Cantor, no longer with Xavier, yeah, yeah. but came across this and tweeted back, uh, one, put some respect on my name. <laughs> Two, clearly you didn't do your job of scouting. <laughs> Three, you got hashtag zipped up at Mick Cronin, you see. Uh, keep it classy, Mick. You are better than that. Hashtag let's go X. Damn. So here's what I want to see to happen. Here's what I would love to happen for this game. A dark alley with Mick Cronin. I mean, I'd love to see that. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, I want Xavier to buy a ticket right behind UC's bench. For Kareem Cantor? No, for J.P. Makira. Because if you remember oh, last year, yeah. Mick Cronin tried to fight Makira in the handshake line, and yeah. I would love to see them just put J.P. right behind that the UC be bench fantastic. and be like, hey, man, uh, here's your free ticket to the game. But since he's busy, Do your with, thing. But since he's busy with the Hornets, I would take, take a time. Cantor. Take a day. Do That's a fine. Day. I would do Kareem Cantor as like a backup. Like, have an honorary seat, and if, it, <laughs> if JP can make it, for sure, have him there. But if he can, his schedule keeps him busy, you have the empty seat, but then you have Kareem Cantor sitting right next to him. Like, what up, bitch? <laughs> Heard you was talking shit. Uh, all right. Oh, Tyler Sluter just joined uh, right after we got done saying that. Sorry, Tyler. Uh, he's a big UC fan. Uh, fuck him. <laughs> No, don't say that. I mean, yay! watching the show, you asshole. We love you. Uh, Anyways, Consumer Canada brought to you by Tavor this week. We have the gold medal winning Graham Cracker Porter from Denver Beer Company. Um, I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a good porter. It's not. There's there's some chocolate flavor. Not a lot. There's no Graham Cracker flavor. I'm getting too much mulling spices, I think, is the problem. There's too many... (laughs) It's too much mulling, mulling spices. Mulling spices dominated. Uh, way too much mulling spices. I don't know. No, I don't know. It's uh, I'm going to can it. I wouldn't buy it again. Can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this Scott's, one, Scott's checking out that switch. No. Can. <laughs> no, yeah, I I'm, I'm on our thing. Uh, on looking at comments, but the reason why is because this... This beer is another one of those disappointing ones. Right? Very I really, disappointing. I really wanted it to be more than it was. It's just a, it's a porter. It's an okay porter. Nothing special. And you're right. Wouldn't buy it again. Graham cracker, meh. Chocolate, kinda. But it just vanilla, nothing. I, I mean, it, I guess this was just mulling spices and porter. This should be called <laughs> mulling spice porter. I don't even know it's, if it's mulling spices. That's I don't fine. Think there's it's anything there? I think mulling just, spices porter. Uh, it would be a better top. It just, uh, it just. No, I'm gonna can it because it doesn't do what it said it's supposed to do. Yeah. And that's our, that's the theme of. I feel like the second half of this year was we've had so many beers that claim to be one thing. And don't lean, not only do they not lean in on it, they just don't deliver. Got to be all. honest, if Joe hadn't laid down the gauntlet before of like, would you buy it again? Yes or no? Right. I probably would have consumed this beer because it is a good beer. Yeah, it's a good beer. It just but doesn't no. live up to what and, I expected. And, but Joe, you know, bled in that much needed, you know, tipping point. It's like, would you buy this again? And you're like, damn, if I got to think about it in that term, no. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's the whole point of like selling these beers, right? As we're telling people, hey, you should have this beer. Well, if we wouldn't buy it again, then that kind of answers your question, doesn't it? I mean, yep. you, shouldn't, you shouldn't bother with something that we wouldn't even purchase again. And again, not a bad beer. And Robert Taylor loved this beer. Yeah. Robert Taylor said this was one of his favorite beers. Wish he had more when he saw that we were doing it on the show tonight. And I just got to say, it just, it just didn't do what it was supposed to, so... Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. Disappointing triple can for uh, Graham Cracker Porter by Denver Beer Company. Brought to you by Tavor uh, Consumer Candidate. All right, let's talk about our motherfucker of the week. All right, uh, have you voted yet on the poll? Oh, God, yes. Okay, uh, I just cast my ballot. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. I'm voting for Lance Armstrong in this one. Mm. Uh a-Rod is a piece of shit. He's super annoying. I hate him. But going on TV and 
beating your chest like, I raised all this money. Why do people still, why don't they like me? Fuck you, man. Like, like, don't be a fucking douchebag about it. You, you clearly disgraced the sport, which was, you're the only reason why we watched cycling anyways. I haven't True. watched any cycling since Lance Armstrong. And you didn't watch it before. Nope, never watched it before. <laughs> and honestly, I don't, I barely watched it. It was like, oh, is he about to win? No, there's still eight more days of this. I'll wait a little bit. Right. You got the yellow jersey? He cool. Was the Tiger Woods cool. of cycling. I yep. mean, he completely then, drove right. any type of and interest. And then he basically ruined the sport because now, and I know there's everybody who was doping and cycling or whatever, but, but he was the guy to find out that he was dirty. It's like, all right, well, then I hate your sport too. Well, it was uh, also kind of, it wasn't just finding out that he was dirty. It was that he was dirty and he was throwing his entire team under the right. bus while being right. like, it wasn't just, oh, this guy got busted for using. It was the giant cover-up that he was yeah. trying to make and the people he was willing to have just Which everybody that on. gets popped with PD- PEDs does. They all throw everybody else under the bus right. instead of just being like, yeah, I mean, you see these fucking guys? Of course I did that. Because <laughs> right. that's what I would do. I'd be like, did you say, uh, yes, everybody that says I would give my left nut to do that, I gave both of my nuts to do that because I shot up Every week for the last however many years. Well, it just goes to show uh, the the cover-up is always worse than the crime. So I'm voting for Lance Armstrong for being a a whiner about it. Fair enough. Joe, Joe, who do you got? Joe just blinks. Go, Scott. Wow. You go. (laughs) Um, Forever and always, A-Rod will be the motherfucker. I knew you were voting for A-Rod. I I can make very compelling arguments, and, and this is a very tough one. It's not like... I I vote A Rod, but it's not as if there is no consideration given to fucking Lance Armstrong Lance. for the reasons we just talk, we talked about. But A Rod's just such a motherfucker, and whatever he does, he's a motherfucker. <laughs> like, that that dude could be giving he, he could be giving to charity, and I'm like, he's such a motherfucker. For doing that. Uh, Joe, do you care to give your input before you give the results? America has voted. <laughs> And fifty four percent say a rod. Boom. Uh, but that's that speaks to the. It's pretty like, close. I mean, fifty four percent. I mean, that's it's close vote. Right, fifty fifty. Like, let's just say both of these guys are motherfuckers. Like, both cheating motherfuckers. Right. Guys, this has been a fun show back. Uh, shit, it really has It been. feels good, uh, despite the fact that Joe spilled energy drink on the computer before <laughs> we started. Everything went off pretty well. Um, there was nobody texting me that was like, I couldn't get into the drunk line. Yeah, we even had a drunk call. Yeah. Uh, crazy night. Back on 12 Ounce. Super excited about that. Very excited. Uh, no issues with buffering and like fucking video problems. Catherine Nero next week. Next week. Hang on. Before we pump that up, I okay. just want to give a shout out to Drew for helping me put this computer together. Yes. And thank the show you, Drew. Off the ground. Uh, you have no idea how awesome that is, Drew. Uh, I know I was like gushing over you when you were over here doing this, but thank you. And special shout out to Whitey who came over and found a big problem with the computer and fixed that mm. to get it up and running for good. So Drew and Whitey, special shout out to you guys. Um, Yes, next week, Catherine Nero will be right here 
in the speakeasy hanging out. People have been waiting for her to come back since her first appearance on the show. I mean, the only one that was clamoring for more was Bronson Arroyo. Yeah. So yeah. we've had him on twice, and now Catherine Nero yep. will be we'll on get for Nero second. back on. Uh, so around. Nero will be here in the speakeasy sitting here hanging out with us. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that next week, 8.30 p.m. As always, uh, you can follow the show at Craft B Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Joe is at Joe Goalie 4. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for joining us. Really appreciate all the support. Cheers, everybody. Hydrox, holla at me. <laughs> When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.